0: This is from my book, The Lincoln Brigade, which tells the story of the American participation in the Spanish Civil War of 1936 to 1939. Why would so many Americans, including African Americans, why would so many people from Europe and someone came from Asia travel, leave the comfort of their own countries, and go to Spain to try to stop fascism? Well, fascism took over the government of Italy in 1922 when Mussolini came to power and was elected, actually elected into power in 1933 with Hitler. And what fascism was, it was an attempt to put down any radical and labor movement efforts to bring socialists, and people who were questioning uh, the capitalist system to power. Fascism was financed by the richest bankers and industrialists in England and France. Uh, There were branches of it here in the United States, and it intended to suppress workers' rights to join unions, to go on strike, to to demand an equal Not an equal, but just a fair pay for their families. And besides that, of course, it rested on racial prejudice. It scapegoated people of color, Jews, uh, jailed any people who raised an opposition voice. As soon as Hitler came to power, uh, unions were banned, communists were jailed, and then liberals and finally even Catholics and others. And in the United States, there were fascist movements that posed a danger. But they never gathered the strength they had in Italy and Germany. And the people that joined the Lincoln Brigade, whether they were people of color or white, to stop fascism realized that it was a military movement. Hitler and Mussolini had world goals. They planned to invade and capture the world, so to speak. They had grandiose plans to go, move beyond their borders and with their armed forces, with their air forces, they were going to impose their will and that's exactly what they tried in World War II, joining up with the Japanese imperialists at the time. So fascism was a movement started by very nervous capitalists and industrialists that kind of was a last effort to stop workers' movements and evolved into one of the most hideous movements against all people in the world that we've ever seen. The men and women who went to Spain from the United States, and for that matter, from the other 52 countries in which volunteers came, were not drafted. Nobody pushed them. They volunteered to go. They considered themselves anti-fascists at a time when they thought fascism had to be stopped or you would get into a World War II, which is, of course, what happened. They were demonstrating against the passivity of their governments and even the cooperation of some of their democratic governments with the forces of fascism. They were making an individual and courageous statement that they were willing to fight and even die to wake up the world to the fascist danger. They went despite the United States, despite England and France. They went as volunteers. They went illegally. Matter of fact, their passports were stamped not valid for Spain. What happened was the Spanish people had installed a democracy just before that, before 1936. And there was an effort by a general named Francisco Franco, based in Morocco with the support of Hitler and Mussolini, to overthrow this government and reinstall a monarchist government and crush the trade unions and crush the people's organizations. And so Franco and his troops were airlifted from Morocco by 40 Nazi Junker bombers and fascist planes and began his march on Madrid, the capital. Working with Hitler and Mussolini, working with their armed forces, the Gestapo was there and so on. Desperate to stop this advance of fascism, Madrid tried to mobilize. They uh, got their unions to march to the front, gave them guns. Women were armed. Women took a very independent role in Spain at this time they were asserting their independence and their great slogan was no pasarán they shall not pass now as the news got out of the fascist move this is the first fascist move in europe to install fascism remember this precedes world war 2 at this point by 3 or 4 years The world learns that it has to do something. Men and women all over learn they have to do something. And so what you have is a unique experience in world history. Some 40,000 people, men and women, from 52 nations, volunteer to go to Spain, pick up arms, and try to stop Franco and the fascist takeover. Of Spain. Now, it's very nice that these volunteers went there, but they went there not only to fight against fascism, but to wake up the democracies, England, France, and the United States, to the fascist danger before World War II. Well, what happened was it did not wake them up. Twenty six different nations, England, France, so on, put an embargo on the Republic. Of Spain, so it get arms, couldn't get help. England and France organized it, and uh, when uh, countries like the Soviet Union and Mexico tried to help get arms and so on to the Spanish Republic, uh, they were sunk Nazi and, and fascist submarines sunk them in the Mediterranean. Mexico couldn't get aid to them, it was too far away, and the Russian aid, they could only give so much. Now, at this point, Americans, of course, were interested in going. Not many, but 2,800 Americans of all races and religions and even political viewpoints. Radicals were among the leaders, and communists in particular, but among the um, People rushing to Spain, for example, under what was, they called themselves, the Abraham Lincoln Brigade, were ninety African Americans, including a nurse, Celia Key, and uh, two pilots, who went there to try to help the Spanish Air Force. And brought down, by the way, one of them brought down a number of fascist planes. Paul Robeson went there. <clears throat> to sing for the troops. And of course, a number of the African Americans went there because just the year before they knew the taste of fascism because Mussolini's Italy had invaded Ethiopia in 1935 and tried and took over the country. Ethiopia could not withstand their bombers and their modern weapons. By the way, Salaria Key of Harlem Hospital. Uh, who went there with uh, to Spain earlier tried to organize a 125-bed uh, hospital to get to uh, Ethiopia, but it was too late. The uh, Italian fascist takeover took too long. Took I'm sorry, took too little time. Ethiopia, of course, was the only country in Africa that had not been colonized by Europe. When Mussolini in 1935 made his attempt, um, Haile Selassie, the head of Ethiopia, appealed to the world through the League of Nations at the time, and nobody did anything. England, France, and the United States supplied the fascists from Mussolini in Ethiopia to Franco in Spain with oil and the help they needed. Now, the Americans who came to Spain included people like Oliver Law and Jimmy Yates from Mississippi. Oliver Law was a black man out of Texas who served briefly among the Buffalo Soldiers, and he became a first commander, one of the first commanders of the Abraham Lincoln Brigade. Many of the people in the brigade were untrained, of the 70 women who came, and I'll talk about them at length later, uh, one of them even fought for the right to be a truck driver. And the others were nurses. And they left. I interviewed a number of them when I went to Spain with the veterans of the Abraham Lincoln Brigade after fascism was finally overthrown in the late uh, 1970s when I was writing my book. And I interviewed them and these were very brave people they never because the fascists even bombed hospitals they used the red cross that people put on hospitals as a target the nazis supplied franco with the luftwaffe they supplied italy supplied 10000 troops the fascist government in portugal supplied another 18000 <clears throat> Hitler sent in his Gestapo, sent in his trainers, and the Luftwaffe even bombed the little Catholic town of Guernica. A very famous painting came out of that, that bombing and destruction of Guernica. In the United States, Franco was aided by General Motors, Ford, and Studebaker that sent their trucks to, sold their trucks to Franco. Franco never had to borrow money. Uh, and these armies that (laughs) were rolling in under fascist control rode on the Studebaker Ford and General Motors trucks. The United States and France even banned travel to keep the volunteers from the United States and the other 52 countries from getting into Spain. The volunteers had to cross the Pyrenees at night. I mean, and that's a mountain chain. We're not talking about an easy crossing. And the Lincoln Brigade fought at Arama, at Brunetti, uh, and they faced the fact that if when their prisoners were caught, they would be shot, and their hospitals would be bombed. And when they came home, they came home to a United States that was not yet ready to fight Hitler, Mussolini, not ready to uh, recognize their sacrifice as something worthy of celebration or emulation. They were called premature anti-fascists, and they were watched. But just six months after fascism triumphed in Spain, Hitler marched into Poland, and World War II had started. I'd like to tell you about a couple of the women that were there. One of them was a a journalist, Thyra Edwards. Thyra Edwards was the uh, granddaughter of slaves, and she grew up, born in uh, 1897 in Wharton, Texas, where she grew up, but her parents were Tuskegee graduates and teachers, so she took a bold approach To her career. She became a teacher, a journalist, a social worker. She was a strong advocate of women's rights and an activist. When she moved to Gary, Indiana, she founded a black orphan home. She was always doing things to help her community. And increasingly, she saw her community as the world community. She won college scholarships and she joined with communists in protest activities during the 1930's, didn't bother her. She traveled widely. She lived in Texas, Indiana, Mexico, Italy, Denmark, the Soviet Union, and then went to Spain to report on. In 1931, she joined the defense of the Scottsboro Boys and Men. That was a group of young African-Americans One of them was not even a teenager who were arrested for the rape of two white women. And they hadn't done it. They just had been on the same railroad car. And later one of the women admitted that it was a frame-up. And uh, Thyra Edwards was one of those hundreds and thousands of people who marched in defense and getting the Scottsboro men and boys out of jail. By the way, when I was a a boy of 10, I marched in the May Day Parade. My father took me to, and there were signs saying, Free the Scottsboro Boys. I still remember that, and some of those are in my books. Now, being a woman reporter in Spain, where Edwards reported favorably on the anti-fascist forces, the Lincoln Brigade and the others, led to J. Edgar Hoover's FBI starting to watch her and harass her. And I don't think it's an accident that she died young, at 55 years old, in 1953. But not before, by the way. As I said, with her growing internationalism, she was in Europe and in Austria. She also started, as she had for black children back in Indiana, a Jewish children's home. For the Jewish children who survived the Holocaust, this is a woman who made friends with people like Langston Hughes, Congressman Adam Clayton Powell, labor leader and agitator A. Philip Randolph. Why did Solaria Key leave Harlem Hospital and go to Spain? She was moved by world events. These are her words. I'm not going to sit down and let this happen. I'm going to go out and help, even if it means my life. This is my world. I'm a nurse. Now I'd like to go on to another one of the women out there. Here's another one, a nurse. Lina, Lini Fuhr. She went out to Spain, and this is what she found watching a battle. Within four hours after the battle had begun, we had 93 wounded. Our hospital was equipped for 500. A little later, the same day, we had 200. I was on the first floor when they came in. Those who had died en route to us were left in the bitter cold courtyard. Occasionally from among the dead, we heard a moan and found life. The wounded lay on the floor and two or three each lay on a bed. We, first we fought to keep them alive. Later we got their names in order to list them as wounded. When we had time, we went through clothing matted with blood on cold, stiff, dead men to see if they had letters on them or any identifying information. <clears throat> I cut through clothing of boys I had danced with on the way to Spain. My eyes were heavy with lack of sleep and unshed tears. There was no time to cry. The crying would have to come later. Nurse Frederica Martin, another American, wrote home. She saw bullets in the flesh and bones of the best youth of the world. There is nothing impersonal about this. Those patients are our comrades, are part of us. When they suffer, we suffer. There is a terrific Emotional drain always. One of the people, one of the women who went to Spain was a woman named Evelyn Hutchins. And she, she was already at war against traditional U.S. attitudes about women. She was an artist and a nightclub dancer. And she arrived in Spain after her brother and her husband went there. And this is what she once said. All those people at the American Friends of Spanish Democracy that had recruited her just couldn't accept the fact that a woman could be a truck driver. I started accusing them of chauvinism at one time, and then collectively. Of course, they denied it, but I wasn't getting my shipping order as a driver. They tried to get me there as a nurse, but I did not have a certificate. They tried clerk typist. Why the hell would anybody want to send a clerk typist there? These kinds of stupidities kept calling me and I kept arguing. And so finally, they said, well, this is their their word, she's quoting. Well, she had to go because of her husband, end quote. I got furious and screamed, he's there because of me. Not I want to go because of him. The chauvinism was just unbelievable, although it was camouflaged at the time. And you had to be very alert to fight it. Finally, I went. I didn't know as what. I think a nurse's aide, although it was clear, I was going to be a truck driver. They didn't say driver on my papers. I don't think they said anything, although I was in a group with nurses like Solaria Key. One of the nurses I met, In 1986, traveling to Spain was Hilda Roberts. And she found, when she arrived as a nurse, terrible medical conditions. This is what she told me. A shortage of food. Men were really emaciated. Medicine and medical supplies were low. And hospitals were considered very strange. One woman insisted on calling me a man because I worked in a hospital. I tried to pick lice off patients before operations. People had no knowledge of medicine. Intravenous feeding was scoffed at. One patient being fed through a tube said, I'll die if you don't feed me. These are the experiences of very primitive conditions that these nurses served under and yet they did it very bravely. All of the veterans of the Abraham Lincoln Brigade. Men and women, African American and white, they continued the struggle against fascism. They served in World War II. They fought racism. Some of them went into the South during the 1960s to help mobilize people for the right to vote, for freedom schools, and so on. And they continued to fight against what they thought were wrong interventions in South America and elsewhere in the world. They protested keeping Puerto Rico, for example, essentially as a U.S. colony. They protested the United States backing of the Contras in Nicaragua, trying to overthrow the elected government. The Democratic government was there. And that's the tradition of these men and women. And it was was a pleasure for me to meet them when I traveled to Spain with them as veterans when they were veterans in 1986 and 1989 to write my book, The, The Lincoln Brigade, A Picture History.